Welcome to another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Uh, this week we have Sovereign Sire joining us. She's a porn star and a comedian. Also riding side girl with me is Patty Vasquez from WGN. You guys are going to love this episode. I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Air Production. They're a full service production company located in Albany Park. They service clients like bars. They also service bands and basically any service needs you need for sound and lighting. Uh, contact Joe at 773-744-3840 or John at 773-517-6900 or check them out on their website. It's just Air Productions, A-Y-R-E Productions.com or the Facebook link. Also want to give a shout out to Leghorn Chicken. They are also sponsored. Catch them at 959 Northwestern Avenue or 600 North LaSalle. Also, they are at the United Center, so order up there. Check them out at leghornchicken.com. And without further ado, let's begin another episode of Singles Only. Easy came and easy went. Mama said this day's like this. All right, welcome to another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar, and together with today's side girl, Patty Vasquez is here. Hi, Patty. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me back. Thanks for being here and not complaining about your name, side girl. Oh, okay. Well, because Jeannie Dugan. Would uh, side gal be okay? I, I think side girl with two R's and two L's is, and a U. is, is girl. not sexist. Yeah, it's like cool. Um, I've been called worse things. Before, <laughs> I just really. I hope not. By. <laughs> Oh. By uh, you before read my we... text screen. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I have read it, and uh, that's true. Yeah. On WGN Radio, you can catch her on Pretty Late with Patty Vasquez. I'm oh, on, nice. on Monday nights. Um, on sometime. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I also want to say shout out some, to our pot, our, our chicken, our sponsor, Leghorn Chicken. Check them out at 629 or 600 North LaSalle, 929 Northwestern, and at the United Center. It's a really, really good chicken. Um, I'm sorry. I got distracted no, by really chicken. it's really good. It's really good. You guys should try it. And our guest today is Sovereign Sire. Hi, Sovereign. Hi. Hello, hello. Hi. We had some mic issues, but now we're yeah. back on track. Yeah. <laughs> Sovereign, uh, we're making a special uh, uh, exception for you because this show is supposed to be for only single people, but I understand you're in an I'm, open relationship. I'm practically single, except oh. in every way that would make you single. Okay. Not. You're in a relationship. Yes. But, but it's open. Yes. Okay. And that but only so it's open. It's, yeah. Uh, I'm it's in a relationship. It's an open relationship. We live together and do everything together. We're partners. Do you talk um, about other other experiences that you have together, or is she it... she does? I'm like I'm I need I the I every relationship I've been a, been in there's been an infidelity issue mm-hmm. every time. Usually me. Um, I just I have a very hard time not pursuing things that I want. Cause like I get, I have so rarely get turned on, or get so I'm so rarely attracted to someone that if I am attracted to them, like I just want to do it. I don't right. want to run off with them, but I want I just if I'm really into someone, I want to fuck them. Cause that happens like once every three years. I don't know, like where I meet someone, I'm like, holy shit, this has to like, happen. Oh my god, like mm-hmm. I, I can't not have this experience. So when I when I met my partner, um, she was the same way though. We we were sort of careful about getting into a relationship because I was, I said, every time I've gotten in a relationship, infidelity has been a thing. And even when it tries to be open, usually the other person ends up getting really jealous. I have never been jealous 
I'm very confident that if they want to leave me, then they were going to leave me anyway. Right. Um, but I'm very confident that they're not going to do better than me, like in terms of having a partner that's going to be permissive and let them do whatever they want and be honest with them and not be manipulative and weird and all the things that that people do in relationships. A safe not, space for both of you. I'm not going to do any yeah. of that. I'm very emotionally independent. You know, I don't need to bring anyone down to bring myself up. That kind of stuff that people, it's just the shit people do. Yeah. People do yeah. really fucked up shit to each other in relationships in the name of love, but it's usually in the name of like loving themselves, not in the name of loving the other person. <laughs> like I want everything, but I don't really care if you get your needs met. That's how, that's how most people really interact in relationships when it comes down to it. Yeah. So I don't do that, and as as a reward, I would like to. Issue. As a reward, I would like to be able to just like I like to keep secrets. So I don't want to tell my partner every time I go fuck someone else. I just, that sounds like she knows it's reasonable. Hap- right. she, knows she knows it's, it's happening, happening but accepting. I don't want to. I don't necessarily want to talk about it. I can, and she, with her, she doesn't have to tell me. She tends to like to talk about it. That for her is kind of part of the excitement of it. I I get off on the. If she had a good time, then I enjoy hearing about her having a good time. Oh, okay. You know what That's I mean? That's healthy, I guess. I, well, because I'm not jealous. I don't have a possessive. It's not like, oh, someone made her come. That means I can't. Like, And I think a lot of people get in this headspace where if someone had a good time with someone else, it somehow negates... Is the she, good time. Are you, are you, uh, is she bisexual or are you guys? She's, I think she's more le- gay than I am. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty evenly bisexual. Um, okay. But for me, I don't really have a desire to sleep with other women. I'm with her and that's, but that's like a personal choice I made out of like deference to her or something was like, I don't have the desire to sleep with other women. So, but when but you say that you with, have these desires to like go, and hook up with other people, it's typically men that you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, well. because men are more of like a, a single-serve experience. Okay. You know? Single-serve yeah. experience. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I don't want to offend you, but men are trash. No. Like, I, and a lot of you are just emotionally completely incapable. It's I, just... I, <laughs> I've, I've been called emotionally <laughs> incapable at least once a week, so it's fine. And I, don't, I don't mean that in a, in a, like, in a misandrous way. I just mean that most men, you don't have to have these skills because men are kind of born into a world where you're. it's kind of like always having five extra bucks and women are in a world where it's kind of always being 50 cents short and so we just learn different emotional skills than men do men are more confident they make choices faster and easier mm-hmm. and a lot of that i think men take for granted they the the reason that you have that is because you grew up in a world where you were kind of told that you could do anything if you wanted to you could be president yeah. if you wanted to and girl we're just not we don't grow up that way so we're kind of grown up to, like to believe that our interpersonal relationships are our mark of success. You know, are are you married? Do you do boys like you? Are they attractive? Like everything is that the measure of, of your worth is kind of the quality of your interpersonal relationships. So we have amazing interpersonal skills. We're very good at manipulating people. We're very good at you know uh, being diplomats, getting getting things done. You know, it's they're just different skill sets. And so when I go to a relationship, I want to be in a relationship with a woman. I want to be in a relationship with someone that has my back that understands what I'm going through that provides gonna, emotional stability. Yeah, that is going to yeah. take because I I can financially support myself. I can I'm all of those things I can do. What I can't do is I can't cuddle myself at night and right. I can't you know what I mean? I can write a diary, but I can't sit to myself at night and say I feel like I haven't done enough yet or that what didn't that set didn't go as well as I wanted it to or like I can't do any of that right. with myself. Right. I can go on Twitter, but it's very hollow. You know. And also being as a comedian, dating men is not 
easy yeah. either. There's a whole trust thing and being on the road and yeah. Happy, Pe- people used to tell oh me, they gosh. used to ask me, they would ask me like, how does he let you go on the road? I mean, my husband has always been great about my being a comic, yeah. but they would, it is a strange <laughs> thing because yeah. you're out by yourself on the road and there aren't that many women out there. Well, you just started yeah. doing comedy. I, well, in the last... I started in last in a year and a half. I've done like okay. 180 some. I think at the end of this tour, be, I've done like 190 something shows. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. So, like, but this is the first time I've been like, on the road. I I normally go between LA and New York because I used to live in New York, and I have Aaliyah in New York. So every like two months, I'll try to go to New York to do stage time because I didn't want to do stage time in front of my friends in LA. So I would do that makes op- sense. Yeah. I would do open mics and stuff like that every night, but I wouldn't do actual every once in a while I would do like headlining stuff in the belly room at the comedy store, like just to try out my like longer sets. Sure. But I would come to New York to do sets because I didn't want anyone in LA to to see me before I felt like I was competent. I don't I don't think I'm good, but like I wanted to at least feel like I was competent before I let anyone in Los Angeles see me do stand up because of because I'm coming from another career and all yeah. that kind of so stuff. So you're talking about your other, yeah. your other career. Do you talk you used to be, you used to do porn? Yeah. Uh, do you talk about that on stage a lot? I haven't seen no, you set. Okay. I don't talk about it at all. At all. Okay. I, I I just started talking about it I think maybe a month ago um, after election night I because I wrote a bit about um, because I because I was so I was a girl role only performer. Uh, for four out of five years, I did a handful of scenes with men, but I was pri- I came in as a contract girl or an unofficial contract girl exclusive to this director, Nika Noel, um, in 2011. And I shot my first scene, and I was girl girl only for four years, which is now I can look back and be proud of that because uh-huh. that's actually very hard to do um, because there's a lot of pressure to start working with guys. There's way more money. The okay. more you do, the more money you get paid. Okay. So girl girl is, you know, I came in, I was getting $1,000 per scene, and that was very high. And that was because I was exclusive and all this stuff. But say, when I came in, a standard girl-girl scene was paid $800, and they shoot less of it. Okay. So you could do $800, and you might shoot four to five scenes a month, like, maybe. And that's if you're new, you know, and, and no one's seen you before, so you're exciting to people. Whereas when I came in, standard for a boy-girl scene was $1,200, and they were shooting those every day. So you could work 30 days a month oh, for $1,200 sure. a, a day, or you could work four times a month for $800. You know what I mean? It's, it's so um, I, the, I used to joke that it's sort of it's sort of like getting an MFA in poetry <laughs> to really do girl is. girl. Yeah. It's like you 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 get the you get a life you get like the stigma carries stays with you for a lifetime, just like your student loans, uh, and it's sort of respectable. Because uh, not everyone can do it, but you don't actually make any money. Right. And uh, I also have an MFA in poetry. So, like, <laughs> so you know from where you speak. From yes. personal experience. Yes. It's, 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 it's a very pretty, it's, you know, you can say, oh, girl, girl. It's considered like a, a more lofty kind of, you have to be very pretty and very this and very that to, to sustain a girl, girl only career. People, um, and like, there aren't many that do it anymore. Like everyone that I was looking to were people even when I came in, it was already a bygone era, like Aria Giovanni, Justine Jolie, like Andrew Blake movies, where it was like just sort of very glamorous women, almost always by themselves. And then occasionally there might be, that was a girl-girl performer, you know? And there were, there were girls that made their whole career doing that, just had their own website. But that was like already like the way of the dodo did when you, I came in. Did you ever date any of the people you performed shows with? No. When I came in, I was in a long-term relationship with a guy that I thought I was going to be with forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we broke up, I 
it had it, that whole relationship had gone so badly. So I moved out to New York. I was originally a model. I moved out to New York and I was modeling. And he was this photographer that was like, "You're gonna be great." And um, then when that kind of started running out of steam, I wasn't like an agency standard model, but I was. I I, I had like a little following, and like sure. I had some popularity with like all of these sort of art photographers that were really into shooting me. But, you know, I mean, there's just only so far you could go unless I wanted to lose a lot of weight and, and kind of radically, like, sort of commit to that kind of a lifestyle. Fit yourself into a mold. Yeah, you know? and I didn't, I mean, I, it was, you know, life's too short. I, I like to, I like food and I don't want to feel hmm. like shit about myself all the time. And um, so this lady found me and was like, because um, I was, had a Twitter and I was very smart on my Twitter. And she was, are you the girl in the picture is the same one tweeting? I was like, yeah, that's me. And she was like. I want to make you a star. I want to bring out to LA and I'm going to shoot you and I'll make you my exclusive girl and all like all this stuff. So it was very like wow. quick. And I came in and it, that relationship dissolved pretty quickly. With because, the guy. With yeah, because he couldn't York. handle, I got him work and like he was shooting for, you know, all, everything I could and I was very committed to seeing it through. Um, he had a lot of big dreams, but he wasn't like a hard worker. And I, you know, I come from a, a really poor background. You know, I, I got scholarships and grants and all the things to get through school and all that stuff. So I've always been a, a scrapper, you know. And right. so I've always, like, even I was, Curtis, I was like, I'm a golden retriever for spots. I will go into any town and I will get spots. Like, I will get 10 spots in two days if I, you know, like, sure. I'll figure out how to do it. Who do I talk to? Like, if you introduce me to one person and show me how it's done, I'll go to every single city and I'll know one person. And in two or three days, I will have spots all over town and I'll know five bookers because I'm a scrapper. Like, that's just, you know what I mean? Like, you figure out how to get what you need and you fucking get it done. He wasn't like that. And, and how long I, did you date him for? We had been together three years. We were we made it about a year and a half. No, about six months to a year of being out in L.A. together before it just dissipated. Did it affect oh. him that you were in, in porn or do you think it was something it, else? It, it affected him, but not in the way people think. Okay. It, it, what affected him was that I became a star right. and he did not. He didn't get the limelight. Yeah. Okay. You know, he used to say, like, I made you like I it was my photos and I, I all the pictures Whoa. I took of you and all the things Jesus. that I did no, and, and no, all okay. these things I did to build your brand. And he like he, he really felt that he was that person. And I was like, you didn't go to school for this long. You didn't sit and write jokes and go on Twitter and like have this. My Twitter was like all just I just learned how to write jokes on Twitter. I spent five years just 20 times a day. Just every tweet I like made a joke. That was the whole point of my Twitter. That's how he did it. And that attract that started to attract a following. Mm -hmm. And I was I was like, you didn't do that. You know, you didn't right. you didn't make my personality. There's a million pretty girls, you know, there are many girls much prettier than me that that I came in with that I I've been in, they've in and out long after. You know, i I was in five years and then I I still do scenes sometimes, but it's if it's like a really hot person that I really like. And they're directing male or it. female or either it either matter. if okay. they're if it's someone that I'm really attracted to and I like doing scenes with if they call me and say hey I'm I'm shooting a scene will you, will you come in I'll do it okay. you know just because I like because I like it you know it's fun is your your significant other now she's not in the industry no okay she's and completely she's like okay. complete civilian civilian yeah so, so she uh, she has no problem with you doing no. porn then no. did they and you said the guy he just he had no yeah, problem it, with it. Yeah, it wasn't him. yeah, it wasn't about it was it was much more about what it you owed him? it was it was something much deeper. Yeah. It was something much more about his own Spotlight. But I I've like I did a I do storytelling shows. I have a whole story about him that I did on Risk that that talked about that relationship where it was essentially falling in love with a con man where oh. it's 
Like I met him, he said he was 30, it turned out he was 40. Just and I didn't find out till like six months later. I mean, stuff like that. Just mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like every step of the way, it's like everything that that he had told me about that had gotten me out to New York was essentially a lie. It was a house of cards. You know, sure, it's like yeah. once one went, it was like everything just started to crumble, which is the other reason I came out to LA because I was like, oh shit, I have to do this on my own. Like this, everything this guy promised me, he is can't do any of, any it. of it. He could if he tried. Just That's so the sad hard, part. Right. He's not he a had, hustler. He had all the native talent. Stunning, stunningly good looking guy, incredibly charismatic, very talented. If he had tried, he could have done anything he wanted to. And that's, you know, and it's like that thing was growing up is when you stop falling in love with people's potential. Right. You know? Yeah. So when did you, when you were, when you were in a relationship with him, did you also know that you were bisexual at that time? Oh, yeah. I, while we were together, I had a long term girlfriend. She was a burlesque dancer in New York City. Okay. And And he didn't have a problem with that. Oh, no. He absolutely had a problem with that. Oh, he had a problem with that as well. And then I, he was, he was a headshot photographer and there was this really cute girl and I was like, you should fuck her, you know? And he's like, (laughs) oh, yeah. And he did. And then I went out on a date with this guy, but he was, the guy I went out on a date with is a little bit of a celebrity. He was this comedian from England. And I didn't even do anything with the guy. And I came home. The girl was in our bed still. And he was giving me attitude for having stayed the wow. night with this comedian. And I was like, standard. I was like, I didn't even sleep with him. I just got so drunk. I didn't want to walk home. And he wanted to hang out and talk all night. And he had his cool suite in the fucking Rivington. So we just hung out. Like, that's literally all that happened. Because he wasn't comfortable uh, banging me because of you. Like, even though I said it was fine, he was like, ah, I don't want to get involved in the middle of that shit. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know? And so it was like, to me, the irony. And so, yeah, no, he absolutely had a problem with it, but there were things he understand he had to grudgingly kind of go along with. But so we lasted a little bit. And then once I was in LA and I was making real money and I was now the sole breadwinner of the, the family, as it were, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, now right. that I was the sole breadwinner and I was sort of the star and I was, you know, and I had my, I mean, I didn't feel successful at the time, but now looking back, I was at AVN this last year signing, and I had I had gone the first year, and then I hadn't I had, hadn't gone to the actual convention. I had gone to the award shows, but not. And I was sitting at the convention. I was signing, and people lining up at I, your table. There, like there was a yeah. huge line at my table. That's there was great. a line at my table, and people were coming with like fifty DVDs, like like covers, like and so and getting very emotional. I love you. I, you've never been at the convention. Like you're my favorite girl of all time. Like. Pl- Wow. I was so like I can't, like, as soon as I saw that you tweeted you were here and I, I almost started crying because I was like I didn't think anyone cared. Wow. You know what I mean? Like because you sit you sit alone in your life and you don't you know and grow well, so through. They. Like, they I mean they yeah. don't reach out you know unless they yeah. know that you're going to be in person and it's but, an opportunity. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of my relationship with my fans has been really interesting because you know a lot of them have never seen my movies. They came to me through Twitter because I was funny. So they'll like most of my fans they've all seen my stand up now, but most of them still haven't seen any of my movies because they came to my Twitter because they thought I was a comedian already so you like, do so you have the same name uh yeah. in both yeah and so sometimes when people say they're a fan it could be either and it's that's, yeah. you have basically a fan base in both groups. yeah so i mean for me like girl girl fans are different and then my fans are even more different than that they tend to be much more respectful i i don't i could count on my hand i've had maybe 10 abusive tweets in a five-year career on twitter i've had maybe that's five, impressive yeah maybe 10 people going you're a dumb whore like out of a five year right. thing, you know. I suspect the way you write probably dissuades people from yeah. trying to, t- to even, try to tussle yeah. with they're you. Probably scared <laughs> and, yeah. Of, yeah, and even yeah. in the emails and stuff, it, you know, it's they're very kind, they're sensitive. They're girl girl fans tend to be a different breed of person. You uh, when you say they're girl girl fans that were at your the AVN the adult video videos, are they are uh, the awards? Are they? Men or are they women men. or both? Okay. Usually men. Okay. Uh, they're men that they're more concerned with. They don't want to feel like the girl's being hurt. 
they're they're worried about the girl being exploited. So gotcha. they feel more comfortable watching Girl Girl because they don't they're not worried that the performer is is being exploited in some way, right. you know? And so, because for them, that gets in the way of their boner. You know, they don't, they don't want to see. Yeah. There are things they just don't want to see. And when I, I did a handful of boy-girl scenes, and I even had an experience where a director who had been directing me forever, he set up the cameras and then he left. He's like, I can't watch this. I just can't. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I was uh, like, it's not, it's, it's okay. I'm still me. Like, you know that I sleep with men. Like, what? Yeah. He was like, I can't. I just, I, he's like, I love you. I can't watch it. And I've, a lot of fans were like, they're like, I tried. I tried you tr- to watch it, but I couldn't. Yeah, like they feel it's not like even you, like I was a traitor. Like, I, I tried. They like they tried to be good. Fit. Like, I tried to watch it. I, just, I can't see you that way, you know? Okay. Like, has, they're has, invested. Yeah. 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 Has, has your uh, porn career at all affected your ability to have sex in the in the real world? Like, has it, whether, like, has it affected you personally or your ability I mean, to have the, the only thing that it's, that's really affected is... Um, but like having access to performers that are really good looking and really good at fucking and they have a big dick or and they have a perfect body, you know, whereas um, in the real world, none of that. exists. Like, yeah. So the joke, <laughs> I, the joke I have Correct. is that I it's hard for me to go out and date in the real world. But like if I can just text Mark Davis or if I can just text Ramon Nomar or if I can if I can just text Xander Corvus and say, hey, I knew the last name. Do you do you want to you want to come over? And they'll go, yeah. And then they'll come over and they've got a big dick. They are really good looking. They can fuck like a tango dancer. And then they're going to leave and they're going to go home. And you know what? And then I can call them in two days and be like, hey, you want to go like watch the game? They're like, yeah, cool. Can I bring my girlfriend? Sure. Like. It's just, it's, it's a, hard to, when you have that, it's very hard to, like, go into the real world and, like, I'm going to go on a date and I'm going to waste an hour just to know if your, like, dick is trash or not. Like <laughs> You already know up top everything yeah. about Xander and all these other guys. Yeah, like, because we've worked together. I know they know how to fuck and right. I know that we like each other and we like to fuck each other. And, yeah. you know, because I don't, like, necessarily like everyone that I've done a scene with. So, you know, some shit you figure out as you're doing a scene. Sure. But when you do a scene with someone and you there's, you know, there's people you just click with and you're like, oh, we like the same shit. I like the way this person feels. They get me. We got a thing. And then that just goes in your brain. And you're like, oh, okay, so, you know, next time I'm, I'm feeling horny or something, there's someone I can just call and I know everything's fine and I know they're tested and I know, like, I know all right. the stuff, you know, and I know who they are. It's the same place. Yeah. Yeah. And so it seems know. like you have that you've got it all figured out. You have this open relationship that provides you emotional stability yeah. and, and whatever. And you she's need. really pretty and hot. Right. Like I mean not, not to negate sure. like the, right. not but to then, negate the sexual aspect of that relationship. There is also sex in that relationship. Sure. I assume you know. so. I yeah. assume and she's she's she a very, it. very beautiful, sexy person. I don't right. want her to listen to this and be like, what? No, I mean it makes sense. No. I mean you you're the bar is pretty high. Right. To yeah. It sounds like she needs something outside yeah. of that. It said you enjoy something. Once yeah. yeah. Well, so you see something yeah. you like. It's like a snack. Yeah. Well, I guess for me too, like sexual experiences can be more, um, I'm 5'8 and like 140 pounds. So I like to get thrown around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriend is 5'4 and 105 pounds. So there's certain things. She's so not do be you able throw to... her around a little bit? Or... <laughs> yes. Okay. She likes that. Okay. So, you know, but my thing is, is that, so for me, sometimes in a sexual experience, I'm just, I'm not, condo- I don't want anyone to rape me. What I'm no. saying is, right. I have to put that disclaimer out there. Sure, no yeah. one listen, please, no one listening to this thing. Aggressive that what I'm saying is that I would like to be things. raped yeah. or manhandled if I do not know you. 
Anyway, yes, right. <laughs> good, to, good to put out with there. consent and permission. Um, for me, there's there's what there's actually only one guy that I that I see now, and he's just like a silverback gorilla of a dude, but he looks like an Aqua de Gel model, <laughs> and he has a huge penis. And he's a porn star too. Um, he is a performer, yeah. A performer, and so yeah. it's like you know, like that provides. So there's no guy out there saying he's just talking about me. No, it's not you. Performers, yeah, yeah. but but he's sure. You know, he can throw me around and do that thing. And so for me, in that, I'm looking for something that isn't necessarily a purely sexual experience. It's sex is the, is the vehicle in which we're getting there. But for me, that's very much a more psychological experience. I want to be manhandled. I want to be thrown around. Like, I'm, I'm looking for a very specific kind of experience. And sex is just and these kind, guys of, the, know kind that. of the car. Yeah, sex is just the car we're getting in to get to the destination. You know, um, I wouldn't want him to be tender or... Romantic. Right. I would think that was silly, you know. Like, yeah, it's, it's it would weird. be almost it's, awkward. Yeah. yeah, like it would. Like if he came to my house and like brought flowers and was very tender and silly and it, like it would just feel corny, yeah. you know. It would Whereas, ruin the mood. But yeah. you know, if my girlfriend does that stuff, it's rom- It's awesome. It's romantic. Right. If she comes home like I found this David Bowie coffee table book. I know you're really sad that he died. Like here you go. I go like that's fucking cool. Or she's like here's this Caravaggio book I found. You know. I'm like yeah. That's, that's awesome. you know what I mean? Like like that's if one of these dudes did it, I'd be like, uh, we're not I don't even know what you're trying to do here, but you're you're killing my boner. Like you're killing <laughs> <my> <laughs> Do you think you're gonna end up uh in a in this relationship with your current uh uh girlfriend long term? Or I mean it's, it seems I think, like it's I mean, going we, pretty well. We moved in, we knew each other for two weeks when we moved in together, and we've been together now like over a year and living in a one bedroom apartment. So, do I think you, I think we're pre- I think we're in. I think yeah. we're pretty Do you want to get married? Is that the goal in life or does it doesn't She just matter? got divorced, so I, you know, I think we're both like, you know, enjoy uh, each other. I I I have some I am on the health insurance and okay. she's my emergency contact and I feel, that feels pretty committed, mm-hmm. you know. Like that's, that's like, great. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we want to. We got to have you back, uh, and we want to hear. It's been a pleasure. I feel like update. I did. I did all the talking. I'm so oh, sorry. You're supposed to. You're supposed to yeah. We want to know more about you. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we're gonna excellent. Have you. We for those have you. that aren't watching the video, um, I am physically perfect. Um, <laughs> True story. True. And what else? Incredible about me? eyes. Is, Thank it, you. is it blue, blue, green? They're like a blue, gray blue, green, kind of. Yeah. Gray, yeah. I don't know what they. They're light in yes. color, and um. What else about me? <laughs> lovely, <laughs> lovely full lips. Where can uh, where can people welcome. find you online to follow uh, you on you can find, social media? Okay, you can. Um, I live on Twitter. It's at Sovereign Sire. I am on it constantly. I'm on taking Snap. my phone out and follow yeah. right away. Good. Yeah. Um, I I have a blue check. That's the real me. So I have a little verified check. That's how you'll know it's me. Um, I also have a Snapchat. Sovereign Sire. Same thing. I'm always on Snapchat. I don't do naked. I don't post nudes anywhere. So sorry, guys. Um, but Snapchat for just you know. If you like, I have a really awesome, cute pit bull dog, and I travel a lot doing stand up. So it's a it's lot great. of it's a lot of stand up food dog. Um, SovereignSire.net is everything else. It's show dates. Uh, I have a podcast called Observations with Sovereign Sire. It's on iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you can, Stitcher. Um, I just had Carl Hess on. I had Jim Jeffries on recently. Um, I think my next guest coming up is, uh, oh, shit. I have um, this writer named Joshua Turek and then Mike Kaplan. And, That's great. Nice. Uh, Oh, I'm free. Lori Kilmartin is coming on. Oh, wonderful. I'm like, I'm like, She's so funny. That's awesome. Uh, I'll check it out. I have, I've had like Dave Foley, Daniel Knopf, the creative carnival right. on. Like I have 
all comedians. So um, all that info is sovereignsire.net. Is, and that's is Sire everything. with a Y. Sire. So S-O-V-E-R-E-I-G-N-S-Y-R-E. Um, I just followed so, you. Very exciting. Yes. I'm going to do the same. And, uh, yeah, and that's me. Awesome. Thank you so much for Thanks stopping for by, Sovereign Sire. And uh, thank you, Patty, for being here. It was lovely to meet you. Absolutely. That's another I'll episode. I'll be a side girl. Sovereign Sire, definitely. Yeah, right. Uh, thanks so much for listening and watching the Singles Only Podcast, Bye. everyone. <laughs> Bye. Have fun. <laughs>